Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hanging out with Phil once again to talk investing, finance, and retirement. We're going to talk till debt do us part. Kind of a little clever title there. I like that title. Uh, we're gonna, words. Yeah, right. We're going to break this into a two-parter. So we've got some items to go through to hopefully help resolve or stave off some uh, sources of financial tension uh, mm-hmm. for couples because, you know, couples, you know, they never fight or anything, right? Never, so. never, especially about money. Come on. Exactly. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so obviously we're going to give this a try here this week in video and audio form. Phil's uh, chilling in the camper. Uh, so if you're checking this out on video, if we're able to uh, make this go, uh, depending on the lovely internet connections, we're going to give it a try and see how it goes. But he's, uh, he's up chilling on vacation. So thanks for joining me while you're on vacation, bud. Absolutely. Yeah, we're up in northern Michigan for a couple of weeks at a state campground. So yeah, that's awesome. So enjoying uh, so some time. I guess it wasn't a source of uh, tension between you and the missus to to take some time to work. So that's good. <laughs> no, no, she knows that she knows the drill. Usually it's a, a work a little bit in the morning and then have fun in the afternoons. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump in. We'll just get it rocking and rolling. So we've got sure. a few of these. Like I said, I want to break them down a little bit. Uh, we've identified a couple of big ones here. Um, some places, again, where it could just be tension about money for couples. So let's sure. just start off. And you've been doing this a long time, Phil. So you've seen tons of stuff when people come in. And oftentimes when people come in, they just start to have a conversation. You realize that maybe it's the first time they've ever even told each other about it, right? Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, I've had a few of those discussions. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully you can have these chats before you see your financial advisor. But then, you know, if not, at least they are there to kind of mediate a little bit. But let's start with risk tolerance and investment. Okay. Uh, often, you know, opposites attract, yin, yang. Yep whatever you yep. want to do. So in a lot of ways, our, our spouse or a significant other may be very different from us. And certainly it could be in their um, appetite for taking risk. So traditionally, sure. it's yeah. the, the man, you know, the husband, right? The man is trying to let, Hey, let's get all that we can. And yep. usually the, the, the spouse, the female, the wife is going, you know, let's save, let's be more uh, cautious or whatever. Not, not the case quite is. as risky. And yeah. 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 But, more traditionally you know, but that way. I mean, not always, but not yeah. always. It could be any, any particular way, but point but being is that they don't agree. Right. So. They don't agree. Whatever, whatever the dynamic is, they don't agree. And that can lead to fights. It, it can, you know, and it ultimately needs to lead to compromise. You know I mean? It, it's the, um, his money, her money. I mean, that that's one way to look at it. Our money, you know, if, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if they each have their own accounts, they don't have to have the same risk tolerance on each of their own accounts. We can kind of tweak it that way. Yeah. My wife and you I know. have our individuals. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's still couples that we work with today a lot that, that will have individual accounts like that. So, you know, especially, I mean, if they're both had their own career, they've both got their own IRAs, 401ks. Yep. So, I mean, you know, they can each have their own risk tolerance on those accounts. And granted, I mean, there still has to be kind of an overlying concept of how we're handling risk and managing it amongst all the accounts. So there, there still has to be some compromise and coming together. Often where it gets a little bit more tricky, though, is, is where maybe one of the spouses is the primary earner. They are more either risky or risk averse either way. You know, that's where it sometimes gets a little bit more tricky. You have to have some compromise and just come up with a, yeah. an agreement, a plan together, you know, maybe parse some of the money off. And if, if you're really risky, well, okay, let's, let's set that aside and we can use that as, I don't want to say the play money, but money that we take a little bit more risk with to satisfy that desire for some risk. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, and then make sure the rest of the money kind of fits within what the plan calls for and, um, you know, maybe help satisfy the other spouse and in their comfort for not as much risk. Well, so. and I think, I think compromise is going to probably be clearly the ticket all the way through this, it's the ticket in, in relationships right. in, in any way. Um, so let's, let's identify a few more. Sure. We're going to do five this week on the episode. So let's go to number two here. Um, the retirement age, for example, when do you mm-hmm. want to retire? Well, there's, I'll, I'll just use myself. There's five years difference between my wife and I, and she's like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with those five years when you go to retirement <laughs> and I'm still working. Right. So yep. it could like, if there was a couple of years where like even me mentioning it would flat ticker off, right? Like yeah. we couldn't even have a You're conversation about it. until I retire. Yeah, so we couldn't have a about? conversation yeah. about it because she'd get in a bad mood about it. But then, you know, over time, she's kind of gotten a little bit more comfortable with it. We've worked on compromises and conversations. Uh, and, yep. and now it's not quite the source of tension that it was, but again, it certainly could be. And that's only five years. What if there's a 10 year age gap or something like right. that? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, both spouses don't necessarily have to retire at the same time. It's not requirement. I mean, I've got a lot of clients where one spouse is retired, the other one isn't, you know, but it helps, you know, and and very often if that happens where one spouse retires early and the other one doesn't retire, it doesn't take long before the spouse that hasn't retired finally decides, yeah, you know, I don't, don't see the benefit of of working anymore unless it's financial. Yeah. You know, because it, it does make it a little bit more challenging, especially if you've got a vision of an active retirement, a lot of travel, something the one spouse doesn't want to travel on their own. And I'm sure that the spouse still working doesn't want them to. They don't want to miss out. You know, so there can be some compromise there um, if the, the spouse still working works remotely, which is pretty commonplace in, in today's day and age. I mean, that, that could be a solution, too. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, you that, could be that in actually your, you could be in that actually is. Yeah, it could be in the camper. Yeah. You know, but that actually is, has become more common now with COVID and, you know, since that time that uh, yeah. people do work remotely um, and have postponed retirement because of the benefit of being able to work remotely and work in a camper or, you know, from a VRBO or hotel or whatever you want to do. So speaking of the camper thing, we've talked about and before my buddy, you know, retired way early mm-hmm. uh, with a military pension because of injury sustained in combat and stuff like that. And his wife could not let it go. Right. I mean, she they're in their 40s. And, yeah. you know, and she's like, you get to do nothing and this isn't cool. I mean, so like they changed their whole life to make it work, sold yeah. everything. They now they travel and live in a camper. But you know what? It, it, there was some rough patches, but now they love it. They're both yep. retired. They got um, it figured out and made it work. And they got it figured out. His pension for, for military disability and stuff is going to take care of him for what they need. And, and they're happy. So you can yep. find it, but you got to work towards it. Right. Yeah. And, and the key, like you mentioned, is having that discussion. You know, don't don't wait till you get there and then let the, the problem, you know, rise and become Esther. a real problem. Yeah, I mean, talk about it. You know, yeah, yeah. And that's a great part of planning. We, we go through all these discussions up front. When do each of you want to retire? You know, what does that look like? If, if there are differences in, in retirement ages, what does that time frame look like? You know, what's the, the one spouse not retiring? What are they going to do? What are the, you know, what hobbies? Yeah. And the travel could get delayed, right? Okay. If there's a five-year difference, yep. well, we're not going to do big travel until both are retired or whatever. Right. So yep. it might be more limited travel, you know, during vacation times. Uh, with the working spouse. So again, it's just all conversation and compromise. Yep. All, all discussion right. to have. So let's go to number three here. Legacy for the kitties. 
so this could be a huge point of, uh, yes. of fighting because one spouse may say, I'm not leaving them jack. You know, we, right. we, worked hey, we didn't for this. get anything. Why would, yeah. Why would we leave right. it to them? So, we worked yep. for this, you know, I'm not leaving them the camper, you know, uh, you know, they, they can get their own Absolutely. camper. Right. And the other one might be like, no, we need to leave them all that we can. So again, and it can be a huge point of contention between couples in that disparity. So mm-hmm. that's gotta be a tougher challenge. I'd imagine to work through. It does. I mean, because with that one, that can affect lifestyle. You know, so I mean, if, if the one spouse has said, hey, I, I worked hard to, to get where we're at and I'm going to enjoy retirement and spend every last dime. But yeah, the other spouse really has a desire to, to leave something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you that that's a discussion you have to have. You, you've got to come together on that to some extent. And maybe it's again, it's a compromise where it's not as much as the one spouse wanted, but there is something left aside. But again, you don't want it to, to fester and become a serious problem. I would think for planning here, like, okay, all right, let's let's find a compromise. You know, let's just say right. one spouse wants to leave, uh, let's just say $20,000 per kid and you got four kids, right? Or something like right. that, Right. you know, and it's like, okay, well, we, you know, that's going to really eat into our, you know, enjoyment and retirement. So maybe we compromise and get that down to 10,000, you know, or whatever the right. case is, right? So there's places to find it, but you, if you're not willing to talk through it, then you're going to really, you know, stub your toe and, and get hung up on it. And it's going to delay your own satisfaction of retirement. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it, often with something like this, the problem may seem bigger than it is, you know? So, I mean, if one spouse wants to leave each of the kids $20,000, let's put it in the plan and run it. Let's see what it looks like. And, and maybe that really doesn't change the plan much. Exactly. You know, so then that's fine. It, you know, so ultimately it's, it's with any of these don't, just throw everything out the window until you've had the the discussion and start to run the numbers okay. to see, does it work? Yeah, for sure. So, All right. So let's go to number four here, uh, housing in retirement, mm-hmm. a, a same kind of piece here, right? So this yep. could be uh, one person is, is super emotionally attached to the, to the house you raised the family in. Yep. You raised You've the family. There. You don't want to give uh, that up. So yeah. And now you want the grandkids to come there and have that same kind of experience or whatever. But again, the other spouse is like, Hey, I don't want to take care of this joker or I don't want to go up That's and right. down the <clears throat> stairs anymore. It, it, yeah, exactly. It's a colonial. You know? I, I can't handle the stairs or whatever the case is. So when the kids are in the grandkids are involved, right. There's going to be a ton of emotional. Yes, there, there's of lots of emotions that. involved then. So, right. Right. Or, I mean, another one that I, I've seen come up is, you know, as the, the kids have grown and started their own family, now they've developed their their family in another state. Yeah. Do we want to sell everything we have here and go follow the kids? You know, and, and one spouse might be saying, no way. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time fixing the house up and this is where I'm at. I love it. You know, we've got all our friends and everyone else here. Why would we want to do that? So, I mean, it's like all these, it's a discussion to have and, and compromise and, you know, maybe you don't sell at that point. Maybe you end up buying a, a condo in that area. Um, I've got one couple, but that's actually what they've done. They they love where they're at in Michigan. They've got their friends and, you know, a lot of connections and activities and hobbies here. Their kids have moved to Ohio. So rather than sell and move to Ohio, they've bought a condo down there. So they they at least have a home base when they're there. They don't have to stay with the kids. Um, but right kind of satisfies both sides of it. So yeah, so Ohio always a solution, you know, but it, it often involves first definitely having the discussion and then often compromise. Yeah. Yeah. As a U of M person, Ohio, no, can't do that, it. That's right. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so let's do our fifth one here, uh, our final one for this uh, this episode, and then we'll sure. do five more on the on the next one. Um, and that is, you mentioned lifestyle a couple minutes ago. So yep. the overall retire. So all of these could affect the overall retirement lifestyle. A- absolutely. But it also could be a huge point of contention and fighting. So you're in your camper right now. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. You're on vacation. We're doing this remotely. But what if your wife, let's say hated camping, hated going and using it, right? Yep. Or whatever the case is. So that's a point of contention. I mentioned that my, you know, my wife being younger than me, well, she travels a lot for work and I never go anywhere. So in yeah. retirement, I want to maybe travel a little bit. And she's kind of like, I want to stay home because that's <laughs> I want to, I want to have a chance to stay home and enjoy what we have. Yeah, It's so, the yeah. opposite. Right. And so yep. how you fund that lifestyle or what it even looks like, again, is going to be probably the biggest battlefront. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it comes down to compromise the discussion up front of, okay, what, what are each of your desires? What do you want to do? You know, like in your case, maybe you do some travel, you know, but not as much, you know, and maybe there's trips then that you take and she doesn't. I mean, it, there's right. nothing wrong with that. You know, it doesn't say you have to do everything together, but right. <laughs> have those discussions up front and build it into the plan because it can all of a sudden become more costly. You know, if yeah. one is, very attached to golf and they want to do a lot of golfing and travel for golf. I mean, I've got some clients that, that love to do that and play the different courses. And I mean, that yeah. could be very costly, especially if they both do it, you know, yeah. but um, just again, have the discussion, run the numbers, um, never throw anything out until you've had the discussion, look at your financial scenarios, see, does it work? Yep. Then make the determination, get the facts down, then you can have a more reasonable discussion to say, oh, look, right. we can do it. Right, right. Now, now let's work it out and see versus just saying, no way, you're not doing that. Yeah, you know, buddy that, of that's mine. where tension gets in. So. Yeah, for sure. Another buddy of mine, uh, he uh, he loves to fly fish and he's okay. also very, very fair skinned and and, uh, and mm-hmm. burns easy. And his wife is is a southern girl through and through. And she likes to be out in the sun and tan and all that kind of stuff. She loves yep. to go to the beach. And he he's like, I can't. He's like, I have to hide at the beach <laughs> because I'll be a lobster. So to your point about different trips. So they've they've budgeted and they plan so that yep. she can take some trips to the beach area and he doesn't go. And he, and he goes, goes fly the, fishing. He yep. goes fly fishing to the mountains, Perfect. right? So, yeah. but you got a budget for that because it's not cheap, right? Right. So, yeah. Because now you're all of a sudden doing two vacations at one time, and that that gets costly. So yeah, right. You can make it work, but with a strategy and a plan, it's, it works a little easier. Yes. Right. Yeah. Have that discussion up front. Don't don't leave it to the end because it, yep. it um if you haven't planned for it, then maybe it's not going to work, and it becomes yep. a real problem at that point for so. sure. All right. Well, there's the first five on our conversation about some places of sources of financial tension with couples when it comes to retirement planning and strategizing. So if you need some help again, as always, reach out to Phil, get yourself onto the calendar. Uh, even with he's on, even though he's on vacation this week, you could still, uh, you know, send him an email or stop by the website, whatever you'd like to do. Phil'sTaxHacks.com. That's Phil'sTaxHacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube as well. We'll see if this video, uh, if the internet connection lets us turn this into video form this week or not but either way we'll have some content for you so you folks have a great week and we'll see you next time here on the podcast this has been phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts investment advisory services offered through afs wealth management the content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy investments and or investment strategies involve risk including the possible loss of principal There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.